0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Hope for Healthcare with Dr. Katie Cole in partnership with ICD Healthcare Network. Dr. Katie Cole is a holistic physician, organizational well-being consultant, and change agent, working with industry leaders in proven strategies to heal
1: our national healthcare system and our culture of medicine. Stay tuned to hear today's speaker.
0: Well, welcome everyone to Hope for Healthcare. Today, I would like to introduce to you one of our guests, uh, Dr. Elsie Coe. She is a chief medical officer of American Endovascular and Amputation Prevention whose mission is to save patients from amputation by offering cutting edge, minimally invasive, image-guided techniques to salvage limbs in patients with critical limb ischemia. And Dr. Koh wears many different hats and plays many different roles and the other one that she plays is an executive leadership coach for a Physician. She is the founder and CEO of Lead Physician, which is a CME-based program, which I also was part of. She helps physicians who feel unfulfilled and distracted in their current situation and learn key business and leadership skills left out of training so that they can clarify their goals and strategy for their future and develop a clear path in pursuit of the career that they are meant to have. Well, welcome, Elsie. It is marvelous to have you on the show today.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I'm excited to be here. I'm so uh, amazed at what you're doing. And um, I'm glad that you are on my podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, if you, you all. We just were doing back to back interviews. So I was just on <laughs> Zachary Coe's um, lead podcast. Um, so, Elsie, can you tell us a little bit m- about your own path and how you became involved in professional and personal development?
1: Yeah. So, um, really I, I became, I formed lead physician, uh, because I, I believe that many physicians go through what what's happened to me is that we, we go through all this, this long path of training, education, and study, as you know, and then we come out and we don't have that mentorship. We don't have that guide with us. And we're, we think that we've reached our pinnacle when we get our first job and really become disenchanted later on as years go by. And we realize. We we don't have any direction focus. We don't have the mentorship. Uh, and we don't have the growth mindset really to succeed uh, beyond our our God-given potential. So that's what happened to me. And I, I you know when I came out of um training, I'm an interventional radiologist and I got a job and I was like, wow, this is gonna be my job for life, and this is it. And then um just realizing slowly that that wasn't it. And, um, this is not where I want to be. And then getting to a place where I realized that I, I was a poor leader. Mm. Um, I don't know. We, I spoke about that with you before Katie, but, uh, if, if there are people out there, a lot of doctors realize that they aren't good at leaders. I mean, they tell, they come and tell me, you know what, I'm not really a good leader. I'm not meant to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like to hear that. And I, when I, because I realized what happened to me and how I changed, um, I was told that, you know, I. I, I know I, I made my employees cry, and I thought it was just one or two, and then I, like at a Christmas party, and I, I have a TEDx talk that that's coming out soon about this. But to make a long story short, I realized that I was not the person who I knew I was deep inside. I just uh, maybe the insecurity, not knowing how to lead. Um, doing things the way I saw them done in medical school and training when it wasn't not necessarily the right way to do it. And, and, you know, just being this dictator was not the way to get people to do things. And all of that is not good for the organization. It's not good for the patients. It's not good for yourself and it's not good for, um, healthcare as a whole. So then I realized, you know what, I need to create this platform after having learned from, you know, over 20 years of being in medicine. Teaching physicians these basic skills that can transform someone. I see people transform within months just by learning some things that that people say to me, I wish somebody taught me this before.
0: Yeah. I mean, Elsie, you bring up a great point. We don't learn these skills in medical school and residency. And even as a psychiatrist you know, which is all about communication, I still was lacking the basic leadership skills necessary. So I appreciate everything you are doing and your messaging to physicians.
1: Yeah, and you know, you brought up a really good point on my podcast and you said, you know, Elsie, you teach not just leadership skills, but you teach personal development. And Mm -hmm. that's the key component that is missing from a lot of leadership programs. We need to know how we think, what are the paradigms that we're telling ourselves that's holding us back. We are our biggest obstacle to success and mm-hmm. our potential and opening up the potential. We need to be able to say things like, you know what, I can do that. And mm-hmm. what if this works instead of saying, you know what, I'm not a leader. I can't do that. I've never done it before. I'm, it's never going to work. Uh, and I hear that. And we need to change that paradigm. And there are ways to do that.
0: Well, Elsie, you bring up a great point. And you know, every physician is a leader.
1: That's right. Even though there's people who say that's not true, uh, I completely, and we're all born to be leaders, period. Okay. And And maybe you've had uh, an experience that held you back, or maybe, you know, 50% of people they say went through childhood trauma that Mm -hmm. could be very traumatic, even up until adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can work around it. And we can, uh, as long as you're willing, and as long as you have some awareness of what's going on. And you have the uh, you have the drive to change, mm-hmm. then it will work for you.
0: Mm. Well, well said, Elsie. And again, thank you for unwrapping the details around your leadership program and training. And I do think that what makes you very unique about other programs is that you blend both personal and professional development. And we know across the continuum, you know, twenty percent of burnout usually is related to individual drivers. And then eighty percent of burnout is related to systemic and operational issues. And what's unique about your training program is that you address throughout that entire continuum of the drivers leading to burnout.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, um, we we can't we um, we need to develop more physician leaders because we deeply understand, you know, um, from the ground up what's going on, what's needed for our colleagues and our ancillary staff, our support staff, and we're the ones as long as we can step up. And believe that we can be leaders and we can make systemic changes in our organizations.
0: Right. And you know, Elsie, one of the other things that you brought up earlier is in your leadership skills training, you work with your physician colleagues on understanding their strengths. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times people are just going through life kind of blind, like blindsided and not really understanding um, themselves and understanding where they're going. So in order for people to really start uh, from scratch and and be able to uh, be intentional about their future is to understand what their strengths are. And a lot of people, when I ask them, what, what are your strengths, they have to think about it. But there are many different resources and tools that you can use and and, and uncover, even like Ray Dalio, he's a big entrepreneur, businessman. He That's how he leads his organizations, by leaning on the strengths of his people and making it known, like, who's good at this? Who's good at that? And leaning on those people, not thinking that we're all jack of all trades and I can give this assignment to anyone. So by you understanding your strengths, you know how to develop your value proposition and be very, and I hate to say marketable, but that's the, the term that's coming to mind marketable to the open market as a physician and, and how you can talk up your value so that people recognize you for what you do.
0: Yes. And also, you know, it's really important to be in alignment with your mission, vision, and purpose of your organization. And as a physician leader, when you understand your own strengths and your values, then you are a better match for the organization that you're working for.
1: Absolutely. So like also understanding your core values and leading with your core values and being in alignment with the organization that shares your core values. And if you don't share, then you don't really belong there. Um, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're the leaders who are, you're working for don't share those core values, maybe you're in the wrong place.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, having that best match is actually part of treating burnout too, is making sure that you're a good match for your organization. So yes. Um, well, Elsie, you know, you recently gave a TED Talk with Brown University on leadership training and the abundance mindset. Can you just give us an overview of the highlights from that TED Talk?
1: Yeah, so um, that TED Talk was about probably 12 minutes. And this is, this is going to be like in seconds, but, <laughs> but um, but, um, you know, hopefully it'll it's going to come out soon because the Ted organization has to review it, but basically it's, it's learning, um, it's teaching students of all sorts, not just medical students, but really, I, you know, I am a physician coach. So obviously I'm biased towards helping physicians and medical students and residents, but, the educational system is not geared to help students develop a growth mindset. And a growth mindset is somebody who believes that they have infinite potential and that there is more that can be uncovered and they're ready for, to learn, Uh, you know, lifelong learning is part of their thing. Um, Understanding that, yes, there's some limitations to what they can do, but understanding their strengths, they can develop, blossom even further. And then they can go for things that they're passionate about Mm -hmm. They don't have to feel stuck. And if they don't feel like something's working, then they can, they can uh, take the little risks and we're, we're risk averse as physicians in general, but learning to take calculated risks in order to, to push forward outside of your comfort zone so that you can be do more and see more happen, even if there's some setbacks and understanding that setbacks is part of the learning process. As long as you're continuing forward, you're finding the right mentors, the right networks, believing in yourself. And there's, you know, I talk about the three methods of doing that and that's not the point of this podcast, but basically learning those steps to be able to, to feel comfortable being uncomfortable mm. and um, setting s- straightforward path and a big dream goal that really that you're al- in alignment with not just your core values, but your why and what, you know, Simon Senex why that's a great book. And, and uh, being able to, I mean, this is trying to, to summarize all this into <laughs> a nutshell, but using that as a vehicle to push forward.
0: Wow. So um, it's really interesting that you that you have developed your leadership training around this abundance mindset. And it's really what we found evidence-wise to be valuable in turning around an organization and adding in organizational well-being because you know we've found that when you look at what's going right with your organization, because there's a reason why people still show up every day and work, right? They right. love being there. There's something that's going right, right? In healthcare. So fo- focus on what's going right with your organization and then look at what needs to be changed and build that into your bridge as you transform. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your role as Chief Medical Officer and how you've been able to maybe implement a couple of key strategies for your organizational well-being?
1: Yeah, so some of the biggest things that I think C-suite leaders can do is really, uh, you know, we we discussed this together and you you even brought this up on my podcast, which is I I 100% believe in, is that C-suite leaders, the top leaders really need to understand what's going on from the ground up. They need to be in the weeds, they need to be out in the field and understand what the employees are going through instead of sitting at a desk far away, or far removed and just making decisions based on what you think is happening or what people are telling you rather than what you're seeing and um i see you know i've I've been through it i've seen it when when people really understand uh from a leadership standpoint what's going on and you're out there with them and they're seeing you there your presence is noticed not only do employees feel like they're being heard they see that you care Mm -hmm. and you're you understand what really needs to be done to, to help the employees drive forward. And when, when all that comes together, you change that culture of, you know, belongingness, Mm -hmm. feeling heard, um, getting resources on board, feel getting understanding that feedback to the leader, you're, you're accountable to them as much as, you know, they're accountable to you. And when you have that culture of, um, of a learning organization and, um, and have this growth mindset and and, and focusing on solutions instead of the problems, Mm -hmm. then you really are driving change for the better. You're getting productivity going. Mm -hmm. You're, you're a lot more successful. People are doing things that um, they should be doing without you telling them to do it. So in our organization, I go to each and every center and I love the fact that even though I have to travel so much, I love the fact that I get to know each staff, I get to know each doctor, each nurse, each tech, the front desk and I develop a relationship with everyone. I I I see them as human beings yeah. who all have their own personal stories and um even though I don't get to spend a lot of time with each and every person, um I like I I show them I care. I see what's going on. I help, I I understand what the problems are and I bring it back to the C suite to discuss. And say, you know, hey, we need a better EMR system because this isn't working. We need a better feedback loop. We need uh, these resources. We don't have enough staffing. We need um, to change the kind of tools that we're using and we need to implement it company wide. Uh, and I think that makes a difference. I think people feel like, you know, that I, I'm, I'm their advocate.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: the way we need to function.
0: Well, and Elsie, it sounds like what you're really doing is trying to create trust within your leadership and the front line.
1: That's and right. That's right. It's so important to
0: change. Yeah.
1: It's so important. There's a really good book. That's been one of my favorite from my um, executive masters in healthcare leadership at Brown. It's called employees first, Customers second. And I, when I introduced to this, to some physician leaders, they're like, what are you talking about? Patients always come first. And um, it's not saying that we're not focused on the patients, but we're focused on our employees so that our patients get the best care. That's what it's all about.
0: Well, that, you really wrapped that up nicely, Elsie. I, I really appreciate you going into detail about your own experience as a chief medical officer and, and really promoting a well-being environment within your organization.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, Katie.
0: (laughs) Elsie, are there any last tips that you have for our audience? If we have anyone in the C-suite listening to this podcast, any tips that you have for them starting out?
1: Well, I would say that, you know, if you, I think we all should be lifelong learners in developing ourselves. I mean, I continue, I I read so many books. I, I go to courses. I've had my own mentors and coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to promote that within our organizations. We need to promote uh, leadership training. Um, it, it's, it, you know, people see it as a cost, but there is a whole nother, um, you know, uh, r- return on investment for that. And by getting your C-suite people, even your physician managers or, or middle managers to to get some training can really make a huge difference in how your organization functions and thrives so uh from an organizational standpoint culture development uh executive leadership and uh even one-on-one or group training whatever it is it i mean i i've seen it even outside of healthcare. i've seen i have friends who who i've gone through icf training which is international coaching federation training who's um who who's been in the uh, forefront of the Acura dealership and being number one for 17 years? Why? Because each and every one of their employees gets leadership training, and it, it's it's so the same thing applies to healthcare. The best organizations that are thriving are those who invest in their employees.
0: That's great. Well, if any of you want a chance to get to know Elsie, you want to reach out to her, you have any information, you can reach Elsie on her website, leadphysician.com. Is that correct?
1: No, it's leadphysician.org, O-R-G. Sorry,
0: mm-hmm. that's okay. And we'll have all of her information posted in social media and on her webpage on my website as well. Um, Elsie, if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Right. So through that uh, leadphysician.org, you can set up a Calendly call with me, but you can also just go to my email at info at drlcco.com. So D-R-E-L-S-I-E-K-O-H.com.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today. Hope for Healthcare. Elsie, it's been a pleasure having you.
1: (laughs) Same here. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful week.